All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. We are live. We are live. Hold on now. Let's see here. We are live. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This, where we are having a special. Today is a very, very, very special um, episode where we are highlighting the book. The book is coming. The book is coming and you will get a chance to hear from some of the authors. So I want to say great afternoon, great evening as I bring them up to the stage. Great afternoon, great evening, great morning, wherever you may be tuning in live with us for another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This? What? Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Gotta raise the roof. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Let's see here, what we got? (laughs) What we got, what we got? Yes, praise God. Everybody see everybody? Yes. Yep. Yes. 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 Hello, beautiful people. Hello. 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 So great evening again. Great morning. Great afternoon. Wherever you may be tuning in live with us for another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This. So whether you're joining us live on my Facebook group, uh, in my personal Facebook group, or in my private Facebook group, Broken Pieces to Peace, welcome to you as well, and to the ones who are joining. Uh, who will join on social media on uh, on the replay. We definitely will not forget about you. And for those who will see us on uh, all the other social media platforms, we thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking out time out of your busy schedule to uh, share with us this evening. So where it is my goal, my mission, and my desire to share with the world the crisis or those traumas that God has permitted in our lives and then those triggers, right? Uh, Or those defining moments where God was trying to get our attention. And then of course, those triumphs where we above all glorify God through our story. Hallelujah. And I am so happy. I am so honored to have all of my special guests here this evening. It's not all the authors, but uh, the ones who are showcased see, see, see. ones who are showcased here this evening are Pastor Bracey. Listen, can we uh, get you to mute? There we go. I got you. I got you. And so, um, yes, we are so grateful to have my uh, co-authors here. Yes, you'll get a chance to meet them. And hear their story. I tell you, this is such a blessing and such an honor. I am so happy and grateful that they have decided to come on uh, this journey, this kingdom assignment with me. And so I see, uh, there we go. I see Dr. Kresslin in the house. Great evening to you, darling. That is one of our featured authors who will be featured on next week. And, you know, if you want to come on up today, I will definitely bring you on up as well. And so uh, I just definitely want to thank everybody for 
joining us this evening. So hello there, authors. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm going to introduce each and every one of them and uh, you'll get a chance to hear their stories. So if you are joining us on um, on my private Facebook group, go ahead and give StreamYard permission to see your name so that uh, and when you make your comments in the comment section, then we will know who is making the comments, okay? And then um, let's see, what else? What other house rules do we have? I think I have it all, all right? So with that, Further ado, the one of the first authors that I have is none other than. Let me see if we can highlight. Let's see where is. Uh, can we highlight Deidre Calcote? Let's see here, Deidre, come on up to the stage. Let's see here if I can do this here. Let's see here. This is a little new because we normally just have two of us, right? So we're doing some behind the scenes stage stuff, which is amazing. Let's see here if I can uh, get Deidre highlighted here. Okay. Let's see here. Deidre. Nope. That's not it. That's not it. I don't know how you do it. But we're going to figure it out along the way. But hello, Deidre. Greetings. How are you, Pamela? Doing fantastic. Thank you so much for coming and uh, being with us this evening. And I'm super excited. I'm so blessed and honored that you have, that you said yes to the uh, this kingdom assignment. Okay. Thank so, you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm. It's an honor and a pleasure. Absolutely. So what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, and if you want to um, comment in the comment section, feel free to comment in the comment section. And if you want to ask any questions at the end, after we go through all the authors, then we will entertain um, uh, questions as well. Okay. So um, I hate that I can't bring you on closer. Let me see. Solo layout. Let me see. Yes! Hey, well, hello there. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. I love it. Okay. I knew I'll figure it out here. We're going to figure this thing out. All right. Yes, so, yeah. uh, share with them. This is Deidre A. Calcote. And uh, Deidre said yes to this very, very special kingdom assignment. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? where we uh, are sharing our traumatic experiences that God has allowed to happen in our lives. And then those triggers along the way. And then of course the triumphs to give God the glory from our story and to share with the world. If we can get through it, you can get through it as well. Right? So Absolutely. Share, share with them the name of your chapter and also share with them a little bit, give them a two or three minute commercial about your chapter so that they can get ready to get this book. Yes, get this book. Now get this book because all of our authors are so great. My chapter is called Bruised, Scarred, But Not Broken. Mm -hmm. 
And I named the chapter that we we thought of different things. But this is about my my young life, um, learning that I was a late discovery adoptee and what that meant and also not being able to conceive a child and have a child and how that forwarded into my life of being a child welfare worker. Uh, all mm. of the things that yeah. came with it, the pain and suffering that I um, went through as a child, not knowing who I was, not recognizing that I was adopted and, and learning later in life from someone that I, that I didn't know who I was actually. So it was, it was a story that uh, you didn't hear much back then, but you hear a lot more now. And so my telling of, of the story is not only to support me, because I say always the things that I do are there for my healing so that I can serve others. And so my writing is so that others can see possibly themselves in my story and move forward knowing that infertility is there, knowing that there can be depression, knowing that there is another side to all of this, that we all get some bruises and some scars, but we don't have to allow it to break us. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have to stay there, right? Yes, ma'am. Mm, yes, yes. And so give them a little bit about what was... Uh, the glory in your story after being uh, told at a later part in your life yeah, that you were indeed adopted. You have a powerful, you know, all, of, all of you have a powerful story. Yes, we do. And you know, the, the thing is, Pamela, I knew that my life had changed when I could tell my story doing the work that I did working in child welfare and working for children and families in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And I could tell it from a place of no pain. And what I mean by that is there was no nothing for me to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. There was nobody uh -huh. for me to blame. There was nobody for me to be upset with. It all came out as the story of what had happened to me and how do we make this better for other children. And mm -hmm. that's when you know, it's like, oh, thank you, God, I've gotten to the other side of this. And I can now, not only have I healed, but now I can use what has happened and what has gone in my life to support others who may be going through the same thing or know of someone who does. And especially for leaders in child welfare and those child serving, uh, family serving systems, you know, that's a, that it's a tough system and it can, can beat you up. And so to be able to have someone who understands what you're going through and, and now being on an, of retirement age and, and life coaching, having my own company who can support others that have gone through that in, in those roles. It's just amazing. It just does my heart good to know the work that the Lord has done through me and, and to me. Amen. 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 So, so last, last, I'm trying to figure out why do I have background noise? Um, but share with, with the audience, why did you, uh, say yes to who wouldn't serve a God like this, this very special kingdom assignment. You know, Pamela, I, I will be as honest with you as I know to be. And the reason that I chose to do this, first of all, was because it was you. 
because you were so gracious and kind to me when I started in this process, because you had me on your show and because you nurtured my soul in a way that I was not used to. And so when you asked and I prayed and I talked to my king about it and thought, what should I, shouldn't I? I had just completed my first um, book and this is writing in my second one. And it was such a cathartic uh, writing for me that I was like, hey, I'm enjoying this. Let me try this again. Let's see how this goes. And it really is to support not only myself, but others who are finding themselves unable to have children, who find themselves on the other side of that leadership of not knowing whether you've made a great decision for a child or a poor decision for a family. For birth parents who have given up their children because they didn't think that they had any other choice. For all of those, I want people to know that they are loved and they are not the only ones going through their struggle, that we all can help each other and support each other in ways that will just help us get through it. Wow. Wow. I am humbled. I'm definitely humbled and I'm grateful that you decided to because, yes, you are a phenomenal writer and you have a powerful story that's going to touch a lot of people's lives. And I'm just so grateful that we got connected and God is doing a mighty thing. And I'm just super excited to see all the lives that are going to be changed from this book and from your story. And thank you so much for saying yes. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Come on now, let's tell it. Let's tell it. Who wouldn't serve a God mm. like this? Yes, ma'am. Yes. So thank you again, Deidre, so much. Yes. And God all, right. all that are here and watching. Absolutely. Absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it. Make sure you get it and make sure you uh, get ready to hear Deidre's story or read Deidre's story, okay? So the next author that I'm going to bring to the front of the stage is none other than I am looking for, where, where? Amina, Amina, let's see here. How did I get, how did I get, uh, how did I get her up to the stage? Okay, let's see here. Where's Seth? <laughs> Can you help me? You did the let's see thing. here. All right. We are going to get it. That's not it. That's not it either. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and let's see here. Solo. Yes, Amina. Amina inspires Muhammad. Thank you so much, Queen. We are in the UK. Absolutely. Good evening from the UK, everyone. Good evening. Thank you so much, Pamela. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for saying yes to this very special kingdom assignment. And so share with um, our audience, what is the name of 
your story. And uh, yeah, what was the name? What is the name of your chapter? Um, so thank you so much again. Um, my chapter is called The Gift of Grief. And I know at the beginning that sounds a bit of a juxtaposition. You're like, how can grief really be a gift? But through my story, I really learned how actually in this moment where, you know, my grandmother, my best friend passed away, it was God really calling me back to him. I had kind of lost, you know, you kind of go into the the grind of things, the nine to five, just doing, 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 and not not really thinking for yourself. So when I had that moment of, you know, grief, and it wasn't just once, right? Because <laughs> if you right. ignore the call, there's a second call. So he sent me a second call. And when my best friend passed, I really had to ask myself the bigger questions in life, which are like, why are we here? What is my purpose? Am I aligned to my divine assignment? And I realized that I really had to say that I needed I needed to change what I was doing. And if we're not able to do that in life and take that moment to pause and think, then we're always going to live as we're always going to live as a, as a copy of who we're supposed to be when God has really intended us to be originals, to be that vessel, to be that love, to be that light. Um, so my story is just here to anyone who may be going through grief or has gone through grief to say that this isn't the end of your story. It is just a chapter. It is a moment. And if you allow God into your heart, into your life, that he will transform the trajectory of your life. Woo! Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Who wouldn't? <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. And your story is so, so powerful. And I'm just so grateful and humble and honored for you saying yes to this very special kingdom assignment. So tell the audience, why did you say yes to this very special kingdom assignment? Well, how could I not? <laughs> well, how could I not? Amongst all the incredible things that I do as a mindset coach, as a business strategist, as a global peace ambassador, above all of that, I am a servant of God. I'm here in service to him. There's nothing else. I give him all the praise, the honor, the glory. And I surrender to my purpose. And I say that I am a servant. So to say that I'm not here to give is, is not is not the truth. So I had to say yes, because I know what he's done for my story. And if he can do it for me, I promise you, wherever you are today, he will bring you through that wilderness, right? Sometimes you realize you're going through that wilderness. You are, you are lost. You are confused. But I want to encourage each and every one of you to know that that is just a moment in time. Don't don't allow the, the devil, the liars, the people around us to trick you out of your spot. This is your divine assignment. And no one can do it quite like you. So say yes. Say yes to the calling on your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. And who wouldn't serve a God like this? Because that was not too long ago, right? That was not too long ago that um, that you went through that grief experience, right? Yes, it's only three years ago. <laughs> so I've grown in rapid state, in a rapid kind of time, but it's because I, I knew I had to right? It, when, when you get that first calling, that first trigger, as you explained, you know that something has to change, but nothing changes unless you change. So I had to allow that change to actually change me. 
Absolutely. And because it can make you or break you. Right. <laughs> I mean, that was a that was a very traumatic blow. Definitely, definitely. So I really went through it. I had PTSD, depression, anxiety. Um, I was in bed for about six months because my body just started to have this neurological response to the trauma, to that trigger. So if if he can do it for me, I, I know he can do it for you. I'm walking, I'm talking, I'm here, and I'm here in service really to say that this is possible. Absolutely. Not only are you here, you have decided to give back. And a part of your healing, people don't realize it's a part of your healing, is talking about it oh, and yes. sharing it. Yes. And it, it's a process. I will say it's definitely a process. At the beginning, you could not get me to open up, right? Right. <laughs> like me? <laughs> like me? I've never been through nothing. But you realize that actually your story, what, you're, what you've been through, you explaining that, expressing that, it's going to be someone else's is GPS. It's going to be someone else's survival guide. And there are people who need to know that hope really is here. And when you start kind of surrender, right, when you surrender to that calling, when you surrender to the service of your life, you realize that actually there is a gift in every, in every moment. And especially with grief, I will tell you, there is a gift in grief. Amen. Amen. I, I couldn't I couldn't wrap my mind around that. But I tell <laughs> you, you display it so well. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes to this very special kingdom assignment. And the best is yet to come. And uh, yeah, who wouldn't serve a God like this? Oh, yes. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Thank you so much, Pamela. I'm honestly so honored. You have you have been such an inspiration. And I'm truly, I'm truly grateful to be in alignment with each and every author here. Thank you for all answering that call so we can actually create this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Amina. And the, our next, our next, let me see here. How do we do this? Our next uh speaker is none other than Faapa Pele. Faapa Pele, Hankin. Let's see if we can get you in here. Hit that solo, girl. Let's see here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, we're getting there. We're getting there. Faapa Pele. That's me. All righty. Let's see if we can get her on up here on the stage, front and center. Let's see here. We're going to get it. Just bear with us, okay? Mm -hmm. This is called technical stuff. We are in the air, and it's called technical. And it's okay. It is okay. Let's see here. Where is Seth? Can you help me? Let's see here. Not that. This is a new process because, you know, normally I only have two guests, right? And so just know that bear with us through this process, all right? You will not be disappointed. 
you will not be disappointed, okay? So we're learning through this process of how to get everybody up on stage. Um, let's see here. Uh, where'd you go? There you go. There you go. There you go. Let's see here. Let me move all this out of the way. Okay. Yes, here we go. Yay! Hey, hello. <laughs> hello. Yes. Thank you so much for accepting the call. Thank you so much for answering the call. So let the audience know what is the name of your chapter yes. and give them a brief commercial about your chapter. And that's exactly what I'm going to do, a brief commercial. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it's hot up in here, up in here. And I just want to say talofa, which is hello in my someone language to everyone. And it's my first time meeting all the amazing co-authors and my brothers and sisters in Christ. But Pamela, I just want to thank you first and foremost. But I want to give God all the honor and praise in everything and all that I do for all this. Amen. But my chapter, I came up with my title, uh, From Battles to Blessings. When um, I was going through challenges, when I became a single parent in the military, and I said, from battles to blessings, as a single parent, I was struggling, and I nearly gave up my military career because my uh, spouse was, you know, just a stay-home uh, father, and that was my choice. And so, as a single parent, I said, man... I don't think I can make this, but my mm -hmm. blessings is that I made it through as a single parent. I became a single parent when I lost the love of my life. And so it's been 15 years since I lost my children's father. Um, so I'm not going to give all that away, but that, right. that was my battles, you know, mm -hmm. battles mm -hmm. to my blessings. My blessing is that I am still here today. And Pamela, who wouldn't serve a God like this? Yes. Right? And so, yes, that's the little, I just want to give a little snippet. I don't want to give her all the juices because they got to get the book and get to read everything about the book because I'm already hearing uh, the stories about the amazing authors. You know, I resonate with some of the stories that that's already been shared and I'm already loving it. I am just so humbled, honored, and just truly blessed to be you know, a part of this amazing collaboration. And I am just grateful. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And let me ask you, why did you say yes to this very special kingdom assignment? Ooh, why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> when I called you and yes. uh, the first, I believe the first thing you said was, who wouldn't serve a God like this? Who yes. could say no to who wouldn't yes. serve a God like this? Yes. And the reason why is this, um, in my journey, I said to myself, I started telling and share my story, you know, because I wanted to share God's glory. You know, my story is not about me. My story is to share my story because I know my story is somebody else's, you know, blueprint or a guide to their life. And so I wanted every, you know, parent that's a single parent out there to know that, hey, you are not alone. 
you know, I am a living proof of what God can do for you. Just like Sister Mina, you know, we all, you know, have a testimony and our testimony, you know, is somebody else's, you know, can help somebody else. And so that's why I said yes, because I believe that my story can help somebody else. And I want to be that vessel of love. I want to be that vessel of positivity to help somebody out. Yes, that's why I said yes. And who wouldn't absolutely. serve a God like this? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for thank saying you. yes to this very uh, special kingdom assignment. And I am super excited for uh, everyone to get your book, get our book, and be excited to read your story because your chapter is going to change millions of lives because you can help, you know, so many different people, you know, people who are in the military, um, parents who are those fathers who took on, you know, the responsibility of caring for your children. So yes, thank you. Yeah. Yes. That's that's something to shout about. And I'm just so grateful that you have come along on this journey and I couldn't thank you enough. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful to everyone. It has been a blessed journey for me. And I just encourage everyone to please tell your story. We all have a story. You have a voice tell your story. It'll help someone. It may not help everyone, but it'll help someone. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah. that Who is wouldn't so serve a God like this? <laughs> That's right. Who wouldn't serve a God <laughs> like this? So let's see who else we're going to bring up here. Uh, our very next, um, our very next, let's see here. Our very next author is going to be none other than Pastor Doris Bracely. Hello, Pastor Bracely. We can't hear you. You're mute. Hold on a second. Let's see what we got. Okay, try that. You got me? Okay, can you can you hear me? We hear you loud and clear. Okay. Yes. Hi, good evening and praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Uh, I do hear echo echo. Is that okay? Uh does somebody have any uh social media? Anybody that's backstage have your social media on. Everybody go ahead and mute uh, if you're not on stage. Okay. Go ahead, Pastor Bracelet. Okay, we really Hello, everybody. All right. So yeah. <laughs> share with uh, our audience, what was the name? What is the name of your chapter? And give them a like a two to three minute uh quick overview of your chapter of the trauma. I think we've been giving a little bit too much. Just tell them the trauma. Don't tell them how you got over. (laughs) The trauma. Yes. Well, the name of my chapter is called The Battle Don't Belong to You. It belongs to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And the Lord has blessed me to win many battles in his name. Amen. I mean, I can't tell it all. 
But this particular chapter um, that God asked me to write is a person. It's personal. Mm -hmm. And that um, it runs deep in the bloodline. And uh, it was a situation that I went through that I had three fathers. Who has three fathers? Right. Nobody has three fathers. Um, actually, my mother, she was married and her husband was in the army. And he was very young. And while he was in the army for some years, she met someone else. And she started dating him. And she got pregnant by me. Mm. With you? With me. Mm -hmm. With me. So um, when her father, no, no, no. When her husband came home, uh -huh. Because he he heard that she had had the child that was me, which he had came home like once once twice a year every now and then, and he thought she had she was pregnant by him. But actually, when I was born, uh, I looked totally different, and that uh, he had questions about who I was. Hmm. And that um, she she was trying to explain to him my skin color <laughs> because the rest of my sisters and brothers they were really they they was darkest part. What you say? Yes. So she had to come up with some answers, and then um, it was a very dramatic situation. Because actually he wanted to murder her. Mm. Yeah, he wanted to murder her. And that, um, but God spared her. And God worked it out between him and her. Mm -hmm. So as time went on, he began to raise me. And I did not know as a, as a child that he was not my father. And then as time went on, as years went by, as an adult, I never knew that he was not my father. The devastating part about it is I know that who would want to serve a God like this? Mm -hmm. Because I was so devastated. My mother told me later on in years, when I was in my early 30s, that he was not my father. Mm. And it was like she was telling me she was not my mother. Wow. It was a very confusing situation for me. I, I went into depression. Uh, I, I was very stressed out about it because, you know, you're not expecting to hear something like this from your own parent. And I knew that I was in a battle. I had to give the battle over to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I gave it over to the Lord. And the Lord began to reveal himself to me, like I'm looking at you. Mm -hmm. He had to come and talk to me and to let me know what was going on. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Stop right there, Pastor Raisley, because you give it too much. You about to give too much. Okay, I don't want to give out too much. Don't give them too much. Don't give them too much because ooh, I want I'm, I want you to stop your story right there. That's good. Okay, but I want you to share with them. Actually, before your mother told you, who told you? <laughs> Tell them what happened before your mother came home. Okay, listen. I had a dream. The Lord, he deals with me and he speaks to me in dreams, prophetically. Mm-hmm. I had a, my, my, uh, my stepfather is a short, dark-skinned man. And my, my father had passed away. So in this dream, I had a dream that my father came to visit me, but he was a tall, light-skinned man, Mm. and I didn't understand it. So I mentioned it to my mother, and my mother knew what God was saying, but I didn't know what he was saying. Wow. So she told me that my real, my father was not my real father. Mm. Stop right there. Don't go no further. Don't go no further. Don't go no further. Because they got to get the book. Yeah, because I'm going to talk about the DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. It's in the book. Yeah, it's in the book. <laughs> it's in the book. You've got to get the book. So, Pastor Bracely, share with them or let us know, why did you say yes to this very special kingdom assignment? I said yes, because someone else need to hear this story. Because I'm quite sure somebody else is probably going through the same thing or going to go through the same thing. And there was a lot of lies and skeletons in families' lives, mm. like it was in mine. See, mm-hmm. God revealed it. Mm-hmm. If God hadn't revealed it, my mother would have took it to heaven with her. Wow. But God said no. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know that people will get uh, saved and delivered and um, and heal through your story because this is what this book is about this book is about healing through the process because somebody may be going through their traumatic experience right now right in that uh in that storm and have just been told that the person who they thought was their parent yes is all they like yeah yeah that was my story all they like that was, yeah, a part of my story in my teens. And so um, bring everybody uh, or bring Pastor Bracely back up or let's, yeah, that, let's do this. And so, uh, and then we'll move on to the next author. There we go. Okay. And so, yeah, it's going to help a lot of people mm-hmm. right, to be able to heal them, to be able to, let them know that if they can, if you can make it through 
your traumatic experience. Yes. Then they can. They, they can. can. Through they can. See, because I had to get in a place where I had to forgive my mother. Mm-hmm. See, because unforgiveness had came in my spirit, my heart yeah. toward her. Mm-hmm. Because she hid this from me over 35 years. So it took God to help me and deliver me to forgive her. Yes. And so I did you, that. Amen. So, amen. Amen. So you're going to, uh, your chapter will be able to help somebody with uh, the traumatic experience of finding out, uh, going through, what do you call it, deception and lies. Yes to be able to heal from that and also to be able to heal from unforgiveness. Yes, exactly. And so, yeah, you'll be able to take them through that process. So I definitely want to thank you so much for saying yes to the, this very, very special kingdom assignment and our very next person that we are going to bring to the stage is let's do, um, Let's go with Cherie. Cherie. There we go. Hey, Cherie. Hello, everybody. Hey, Cherie. Hey. Yes. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Absolutely. Share with our audience, what was the name of, what is the name of your chapter? Okay. So the name of my chapter is Walk by faith on purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Walk by faith on purpose. So uh, give them a very short uh, two to three minute commercial about your story, about the traumatic experience that you had. Okay. So thank you. Thank you again, uh, Pamela, for having me as one of the co-authors of this outstanding book, Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This? Yes, yes. So uh, my story is about being diagnosed with um, breast cancer. Mm-hmm. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And when that happened, things began to change in my life. Okay, so I don't sorry. mean to interrupt you. What is the, what's, what's the name of your chapter? The name of my chapter is Walk by Faith on Purpose. Come on now. Come on now. Walk by Faith on Purpose. <laughs> okay, now. Amen. Go ahead and proceed with your uh, with your commercial. Okay. And so uh, when I was diagnosed with this uh, illness, you know, um, it, it changed my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my body began to change, um, all kind of things. My, I was weak and all of this because I was taking chemo and mm-hmm. uh, radiation. Mm-hmm. So things began to change. I mean, my hair still falling out. I was walking around bald headed. What did you say? <laughs> what did you say? And, uh, What's so significant my- about that? So, so the thing is that my father always told me, do not cut your long, pretty hair. Mm-hmm. And so that was always in the back of my mind, you know. 
So um, when it began to fall out and I looked in the mirror and saw, um, looked at this lady. Who is that lady? That bald-headed lady right there, you know, <laughs> who uh, didn't want to go outside, didn't want to wear a wig, didn't want to wear a scarf, didn't want to go let anybody see me. Because here I am thinking, you know, I got all kind of people getting ready to talk about me looking crazy and everything. What and so uh, the the main thing to me is that God actually, he brought me through that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, that used to be a problem for me. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not a problem anymore, you know, in everything. So Hallelujah. I... I don't give them too much. Don't give them too much. Don't give them too much. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, okay. So bottom line is um, God can bring you through any struggle. We walk by faith. We need to walk by faith on purpose. So it doesn't matter what we're dealing with, what type of struggles. Everybody has their time frame of when God can bring you out of a situation. Um, and so I know that in the process of us dealing with our struggles, mm -hmm. you know, we need to keep the faith. And mm -hmm. so back then there was things that uh, I wasn't even thinking like that. I was thinking I was being vain about some of the things, you know, that mm -hmm. I was dealing with. And okay, there stop were right other there. Things. Okay. Stop right there. Yes, ma'am. So did you know that you had this issue with being vain? No. Until... You know, God, I want to I want to bring this out because, you know, when God do things, he's doing things to get your attention. Whatever he has to do in order to get your attention, he will do it. Will right. he not? Yes. So what did you discover through this uh, situation that you had? So what I discovered is that. And losing your hair. What did you discover where he was trying to get your attention then we're gonna stop it <laughs> okay give, so okay so really what um i discovered is that um god could could bring you through and bring you out of a situation no matter what it looks like you know if we walk by faith not by sight you know we can uh god can bring us out of any situation mm -hmm. and i'm just so grateful for that because he used that very thing that very thing to grow me come on and now. i thank god for that and he can grow other people in different areas i don't know what area you may need to be grown need growth in mm -hmm. but uh god can use that very thing to grow you and he's not finished with me yet but i'm so grateful of what god has done in my life amen so you mean to tell me that you can say who wouldn't serve a God like this through having cancer? Come on now. From losing your hair? Yes. Who wouldn't serve a God like this, honey? Yes, ma'am. And yes, I thank him for, yes. for it. Yes, ma'am. We ain't gonna give out, we ain't gonna give out all the juice. <laughs> we ain't gonna give out all the juice. Because what? They have to buy the book. That's right. They got the book, baby. They got to get the book on got the 28th. The 28th, the book will be launching. And so we're just doing a special segment to introduce you to some of the authors. And so thank you so much. Did we ask 
you, Cherie, why did you say yes to this very special kingdom assignment? Well, to tell you the truth, when I saw the title of the book, I knew I was supposed to be there. Yeah. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? I mean, God has brought me out of so many different things. It's, I mean, hey, I got many stories to tell, but that God is just awesome. And when I heard that and I talked to you, oh mm -hmm. my gosh, honey, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. like, I got to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yes, God wow. is amazing. And I thank him for it. Yes, yes, yes. And I thank you for saying yes to this very special kingdom assignment. You have been such a blessing to me and uh, helping me Thank behind you. the scenes with a lot of things. And I'm just so grateful for you for that. Thank you. I'm grateful for you as well, Pamela. I love you, girl. I love you more <laughs> and ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the very next uh, author that we're going to have, let's get some men in the house. Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's bring up Anthony, Anthony Corbin. Hey, Anthony Corbin. Hello, hello. How you doing, Pamela and all the authors? Love you all. I'm so happy and grateful to Love be a part too. of this project to see who is willing to listen and learn so they can be changed and transform their life. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. yes because who wouldn't they... serve a God like this? That's right. That's right. So share with them, uh, share with our audience, what is the name of your chapter? The name of my chapter is You Are Unlimited. You are unlimited. You what are you say? Unlimited. There, I believe, unlimited possibilities with people in life today. If God is your resource, Mm -hmm. There's not much of nothing you can't achieve if you believe. Mm -hmm. So share with them that traumatic thing that happened to you. So one of the stories I'll be sharing with everyone is about I joined the military and throughout my journey in the military, I did actually 13 years as a staff sergeant in the infantry, went to combat and ended up with an injury and I had to figure out how to continue my journey, which was to continue to march forth with all mm. the doubt, with all the pain, with all the setbacks, but I continued to press on. Mm -hmm. And with that, that's where faith began to really reveal itself, transform my mind. My mindset was beginning to get stronger. And so I'll definitely say to a lot of the readers, when you purchase this book, this is one you do not want to miss. Amen. Stories that are going to help you heal. Stories going to make you understand that you are the one, that you are able to live a life with prosperity. You are able to be healed. You are able to love. So we just want to let you know that you need to choose abundance, choose prosperity, choose health. And choose life okay very good so let me let me ask you something about uh the traumatic one of the traumatic things the traumatic thing that happened to you okay so okay. you were in the military right and yeah. um you were in the military for how long 
13 plus years. 13 plus years. So that means that you were planning to retire from the military, right? I was a career soldier. Yes, ma'am. What you say? Okay. So then you got an injury, right? And yes. Ended that career? So found out that I had an injury, ended up going to the medics, letting them do x-rays. We're not going to tell a whole lot of it. Okay. Give a few pain pills to try to get you through, but I persevered. I pressed on. And then it got to a point where the injury persisted and it kept on nagging. And so I had to get further evaluations and ended up finding out that there was such a traumatic point to my left leg that the military would not even consider a procedure. At that point, I lost a sense of self-worth because at this time they decided they would not let me remain in the military even after I'd retrained to become a worker in a different occupancy. So wow. that was a time that I had to figure out how to roll my sleeves up, strap my boots up, and continue to have faith. Faith produces impact. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the mantras you'll be hearing in my write-up when it comes to the story that I'm going to tell you is going to be personal, but it's going to be powerful and it's going to be inspiring. It's going to be uplifting and hopefully transform your thinking. There is somebody out there. I'm from a small town in Louisiana, but someone needs to hear the story that they have more than they could ever imagine with faith and with the help of God. Amen. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Yes. So I am super excited. I'm super blessed and humble and honored that you said yes to this very, very special kingdom assignment. So share with us, uh, Anthony Corbin, why did you say yes to this very special kingdom assignment? I remember you and I earlier on last year in a program with Mr. Les Brown, Hungry to Speak. Mm -hmm. And I heard you preparing to be in this space that you're in now, even though we were in self-development. And I mentioned to you that you spoke as though you were Maya Angelou. That's what you poured into us. Me saying yes to you, like we were saying yes to help others, but we were chosen, even though we chose to be here, we were chosen. And so I said yes, because we are the chosen ones. We're change agents and we're trying to inspire others to become better and be bold and take steps to improve their life. And so for me, finding collaborative, supportive, achievement driven people like yourself Yes was the only option, and yes is the option. Mm. So choose life now and say yes to your unlimited potential. Amen. Amen. Thank Who you serve so a God much. like that. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Yes. I just want to say thank you for um, for saying yes and accepting the invitation to come along with us on this amazing journey. And uh, you are going to be blessed by Anthony Corbin's story uh, and to be able to um, make that transition for somebody who may 
don't know how they are going to make it after, you know, thinking that they are building a career in the military or building a career somewhere else and something traumatic like that happened. Because if you don't move on your own, when God is trying to give you warning signs or give you signs, God will move you. Okay. And so, you know, just get the book. Okay, get the book. And so thank you so much, Anthony. Thank you so much for sharing and coming along on this journey. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. So our next author, let's go with, let's go with Valetta Conrad. Valetta Conrad. Yes. (laughs) We're getting the system moving. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Hello there, Belita. Hi, everybody. Yes, thank you so much for uh, being here. Thank you for accepting the call and to come on this kingdom journey and kingdom assignment with us. So share with the audience, what is the name of your chapter? And give them a two to three minutes short. Ooh, girl, don't give them too much. I will not give too much because they have got to get the book. Got to get the book. Before I give my briefing, I would like to say thank you, thank you, thank you very much for this opportunity because we've always heard it say time and chance happens to us all. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to thank you for your obedience and giving God your authentic yes. Because if you were not in position, none of us could be in position where we are today. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, The title of my chapter is called The Miraculous Hand of God. Mm -hmm. So share with them a little snippet of the miraculous hand of God, the the traumatic thing that happened. The traumatic thing that happened happened to you, but it's, it's in your vicinity, right? Right. So go ahead and share with them. Yes. Um, the, the thing that happened to me, the trauma, I was married and the man I was married to was hitting the head with a four foot crowbar and he lost a quarter of his skull, couldn't talk above a whisper, was paralyzed on the left side of his body, um, had okay. a feeding tube and so many more things. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, from that point on, tell them, go back. And tell them up to that. Okay, don't tell them. Don't don't give the secret. Don't give them. Don't give it all to them. I won't. Um, I would just leave it right there. I would say, um, when you are faced with trauma like that, mm-hmm. when it comes to, let's say, shooting, stabbings, um. All those kinds of things like head trauma, injuries, and you're getting the worst report you could ever, 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 ever get, right? Oh, now. And in today's time with everything that has taken place in the last two years, you lose hope, you lose faith, and you're looking for God and you're looking for the miracles that he said he could, he would perform to those who believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we get tested. There's a catch to seeing a miracle. Yes. I I, I got chills right now. There's a catch to seeing the miracle hand of God. 
Yes, yes. You got to believe. Mm -hmm. And we are all going to be tested, right? We're all going to be tested. We're going to have that test to see if we're going to be able to use the power and the authority that God has given us. Exactly. So so, uh, share with them. I'll let you share this. Okay. Share with them. You woke up one morning. Right. And the Holy Spirit was uh, sharing stuff with you, woke you up out of your uh, sleep. Share with them that. And on that day, um, the Holy Spirit woke me up, but the morning felt kind of off. And I heard the spirit of the Lord tell me to read Psalm 119. Mm -hmm. And he said, read it out loud to your husband. Mm-hmm. And tell him when he goes to see the young man that they were working for to not speak curse words, don't use profane language, because what he speak out of his mouth until the man would turn around and come back to him. Right. Mm. And it just was a really, really odd off feeling for that morning. Mm hmm. And because it felt so weird, I had asked him not to leave the house and to stay home with me um, because I had just had gallbladder extraction surgery three days prior to what happened on that day. Mm. People don't understand obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm. You have to be obedient. God, God will bless your obedience, right? Yes, he will. Because he's faithful. But when you don't hearken to the voice of the Lord, the little small voices of the Lord or big voices. Right. Even though it's a small thing, it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And it costs you. That's right. And I'm going to share with you what that sounds like, what that looked like. So you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit telling you to do something and, and, and then you go the opposite way. And then you say, "Ah, something told me to go that way. Something told me not to do this. That ain't no something. That's the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you have to, you have to um, train your ear to hear and know what the voice of the Holy Spirit sound like. It's like that gut feeling you're like my gut told me your gut ain't told you nothing that was the holy spirit yes and just like all of the other authors you know they were speaking along the lines of faith right mm-hmm. well there's a scripture that says faith cometh by hearing mm-hmm. and hearing by the word mm-hmm. you can't operate in faith if you don't know the word say that again you cannot operate in faith if you don't know the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Faith cometh by hearing. By hearing the word of God. Speak it. But what I love about the faith is this. Some people would like to say, well, I don't have faith, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's faith to believe God for a new car, a new job, a new house, a new pair of shoes or whatever. There's a scripture in the Bible that says that God has given unto every man a measure of faith. Mm. But it's up to us to increase that measure and to use that measure. Right. 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 You only need a little bit. 
mustard seed. Mustard seed faith, mustard but you can't seed. have mustard seed faith without hearing the word. Mm. Hearing, reading, you have to put something in. It has to come in somehow. It has to come in in order to go out. In my story, I think I think what uh, 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 what's coming to me is this: God allowed uh, He allowed something traumatic to happen to put my faith in action. Mm. Right? Because you can right. have faith for something, but if you don't put that faith in action, you'll never see a manifestation. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. Um, let's do just a little bit of recap again. You said that your husband, you told him not to leave. Did you tell that part? I, I, well, kind of, I asked him to stay at home. Yeah. Yeah. You asked him to stay at home and he didn't stay at home. No. And you told him to watch what he say. Yes. Yeah. words. And he yeah. didn't, he was disobedient. And the man who, I'll, I'll say this, a man hit him in the head with a crowbar. The pronged end. Took out part of his skull. A quarter of it. A quarter of his skull. And yeah. read the book. <laughs> they got to read the book for the ring. Read the chapter. Read the chapter because you gotta you gotta know who how to activate your faith. You have to know how to activate and move in that power and the authority that God has given us. Yes. It's so powerful. who wouldn't serve a God like this? Come on now. Tell it again. Because I won't say a God like that. Right. Because what he was in the past, he still is. That's right. That's right. Who wouldn't serve a God? Who wouldn't like serve? So share with the last thing, share with um, our audience. Why did you say yes to this very special kingdom assignment? Oh, wow. There are many reasons why I said yes. Number one was because you are such an inspiration to so many people and your push was a warm push. It was an encouraging push. And sometimes you just need that vote, that one little vote of confidence that says you can do it. And not only that, um, Sheree is such an inspiration. Oh, my God. I could just talk about her for a very, 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 very long time. But I would just say the two of you women are phenomenal women to me. Very inspiring. And because I'm a person who loves to encourage and to inspire others to believe God, mm -hmm. I have so many things that God has brought me from. It would be a crying shame to let the rocks cry out for me. Mm. Mm. That's I good. have to tell my own story. That's good. I have to get it out there because so many people are losing hope and losing faith. And not believing in God who created everything. Amen. Amen. So I wanted to tell my story to give God a yes in God because I believe that when someone comes to you with an awesome opportunity like this and you're just sitting willy-nilly at home thinking, the actually I was thinking the worst of 
what was going on in my day the day that I got the call. Mm. And when the opportunity came, I was like, wow, me? I didn't think I could do it. Wow. So not only to encourage others, but guess what? To encourage myself for myself, because I'm an individual who does so many things for everybody else. And I put myself on the back burner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this was also a test for me to see, to say that I could do it. I mm -hmm. could actually write a chapter. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe I could. So you've never written a book before. You, no. You, you were not an author prior to this. No, never. Honey bun, mm -hmm. I could not tell it. <laughs> Your chapter is so good. I mean, all of them are so good. But this chapter is going to bless your soul. The word of God says that we are overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Yes. You're going to let the rocks cry out for you? You have to share. You have to share. That's how we get over. That's how we make it over. By sharing. We cannot sit there and suffer in silence. Oh, my God. That's the trap of the enemy. That's what he wants us to do is suffer in silence through our uh, the traumatic things. He wants us to let it take us on out. But God has always have a way of escape. Always. So thank you so much, Valida, for saying yes and accepting this very special kingdom assignment and coming along with us on this journey. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And who wouldn't serve a God like this? That's right. Like this. Like this. Yes. Like this. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So I want to bring up our very next author and our very next author is going to be none other than Dr. Yvanka Faraby. Come on up, Dr. Yvanka. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? I hear you loud and clear. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And it's such a blessing to be here um, with all the rest of the authors who are amazing. These stories are so uplifting and just inspiring. Mm -hmm. I thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for uh, accepting the call and share with our audience what what is the name of your chapter? The name of my chapter is called Rise Up from the Rubble. Mm. And the reason that my chapter is named that because that's exactly what I had to do, had mm -hmm. to believe God to do. I just a brief synopsis of what my chapter is about. I had a, I've always had a very good life and God has always been good to me. You know, I came to know the Lord at 25 and, and I, I followed a blueprint in my life that, you know, my family pretty much gave me. I didn't understand purpose and and things like we do now, you know, we have a better understanding about destiny and fulfilling purpose and right. actually being able to make a living on your gifts and talents and all that good stuff that we talk about now. But I didn't have that knowledge then. So I just did what the status quo did. You go to college, you get a great job, you get a great benefits, you get a 401k, you try to get yourself a pension, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. 
I did all that. And my family was proud of me. You know, the people that were in my sphere um, were proud of me. And I was making a very good living. I, I was on a regular basis earning a six-figure income, which is is probably the top 10, 20% in the country. Not How about three? People. Top 3%. Thank you. You know, yeah. so I, I earned this on a regular basis for many, many years. But the problem was, is I was miserable. And mm. as I knew that there was something more God had for me, mm-hmm. but I had painted myself in this corner where I had everything like many people all my entire life was you know developed on blueprints that did not serve me it wasn't informed by hopes and dreams in my heart and there i had a lot of responsibilities how was i going to continue my lifestyle how was i going to continue you know paying for properties i was married um you know for some time by this time you know we just you know we were active in our church Mm -hmm. but it wasn't it, it wasn't enough. We were tithers. We were givers. But how many of you know, if you don't do something with life, life will do something with you. Oh, it will. It will. It <laughs> so will. even though God was, was wooing me uh, to make a shift or prepare myself to make a shift, because it's not just about an abrupt decision, I, I would kind of do what I wanted to do in the way that I wanted to do it. And I wasn't allowing God to lead me in any real capacity. And a lot of superficial capacity I was here and there, but not any real capacity. So in 2008, when the economy crashed, I didn't have to make a decision for what I needed to do for the Lord because I lost everything. Mm, what <laughs> I you lost say? that six-figure job I thought I could not live without. Uh, by this time, my marriage was very, very rocky mm. and you know it buckled under the weight. And I, I found myself unemployed with no life plan. And so instead What'd of you say? I had no life plan. So Okay, so don't give them don't give them don't don't give it away. Yeah. Don't give it away. Mm-hmm. So you lost your six figure income job. Yes. You lost your husband of how many years? 12 at this point. 12 years. Mhm. And what are you gonna do? Yeah, and real and, and we, you know I was an investor in real estate uh, for some time, and so the market was down. The economy crashed, so the market was down. Mm-hmm. So I was forced to sell everything I had invested all those years, mm-hmm. and I didn't make a thin dime off of anything. I had nothing to show for it. Wow. So because I didn't have a life plan, I I made panic and and unthought out decisions. So I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, which is what God was speaking to me mm-hmm. for years, but I had no plan. So I made a very rash decision and I opened an insurance agency and I took all of my retirement, all of my um, severance, everything that I had, and I put all my chips on the table mm. and I opened this business and that I... Uh, mentioned that I didn't know a thing about the insurance industry. What do you <laughs> I, say? I didn't have a mentor. I knew it was a respectable business and I knew about insurance because of my real estate dealings, but it was a respectable way that I could um, have a lucrative life again. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what mm-hmm. I'm thinking, but God had other plans. So needless to say, because that wasn't him. Stop I, it. <laughs> I found myself 
after seven years of toil, because that's what it was from the day <laughs> one until the day I closed, it was just a, a unnecessary fight. I mean, you, you mm. have challenges in life, but when I say it was a constant dragging uh, of a stone, this wow. business was. Wow. And I found myself, I had laid off all my employees. I didn't have a dime to my name and I was facing eviction, not only in my business location, but where I lived Wow! Uh, in my apartment. Wow. And that is where God met me, which is at the bottom. I ended wow. up winning a room from a woman in a crime infested neighborhood. And when I say crime infested, I mean, there was a murder across the street. Um, there was two, three murders on the corner on the right to me. And then on the left, there was one murder. <laughs> this was a crime infested. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you I say? Having a house on a hill. I had a north facing view. Beautiful view of the city of Los Angeles. I loved my home. And I was fortunate enough where I didn't lose it to foreclosure, but I had to sell. Wow. And I, I, I praise God because I was obedient enough to sell when he told me to so that I was not upside down, but I made mm. no profit. Mm. Uh, and a, a Japanese investor came and bought one of the buildings that I had, but I made no profit. What and, you there, said. and there's a couple of other things that happened that way. When I yeah. say I was at the bottom, that's where exactly what God wanted me to be. And then another step after all of that, mm -hmm. your family, you know, how did they respond? <laughs> did they really believe that you, you know, was going through a, a situation, a situation? <laughs> you know, that was, that was challenging because my family loves me very much. I love them, but <laughs> my parents, they were raised that, you know, you get a job, you, you know, cause this is the way my parents did it. You, you go get you go to, with that corporation. You know, you went to college, get you one of them good corporate jobs mm. and then, you know, get you a, a, some benefits and get them to pay you as much money as you can pay you. And if you don't like it, that's too bad. Cause that's life. It's it called call it work for a reason. Who's talking about <laughs> <laughs> who needs to like what they do? Where, who who does that? You know, right, my right. mother was like, who, who, where they do that at? <laughs> Choose <laughs> you know, where you want to work. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But she, she knows better now, you know, mm -hmm. praise the Lord. But at the time it, it just, my family, they didn't say at first they did, but after a while, when they saw that I was just going to go a different path, they didn't understand. Wow. So the the one they will always will wonder why don't I just go and, and get one of those six figure jobs that I knew how to get and just you know why are you suffering why are you trying to rebuild anything all you have to do is is do what you know how to do and go get one of those jobs and all your woes will be over you don't have mm. to worry about living in in these places you don't want to live you don't have to worry about why don't you just do that but I I had to. For the first time in my life, I had to obey based upon what God said. And I had to trust him to allow me to rebuild. Amen. And in the meantime, he built my character in Amen. the process because Come I was the now. other part that was broken. What did <laughs> you say? It wasn't and just the loss of the stuff. So it wasn't he just will... the loss of the marriage. It was the my character needed some working on. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. He will do it. 
and he will yes. do whatever yes, absolutely. is necessary. Yes, so who would serve a God like this? Come on now. In the midst of that, yes. through all of that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who wouldn't serve a God like this? Who we would give them the juice. They got to read the book. Mm-hmm. They've got to get He's the book. He's faithful, though. He is a faithful God. Mm-hmm. He is a faithful God. And all we have to do is be grateful in the process, right? Yes. We have to be grateful in the process for, you know, him uh, making and shaping and molding us into what he have us to be and yes. not what we, our own, think that we should be. Mm-hmm. The way we want to be. The way we want to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm so grateful that you said yes to this amazing kingdom assignment. And so share that with them a little bit about why you said yes to this kingdom assignment. You know, I'm 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 a firm believer that God positions you. If you if you're putting one foot in front of the other and you're trying to be in his will the best way that you can, he won't see you be utterly destroyed, even though you may take some bumps and bruises and some losses. He will take everything that you've been through and refashion it for your greater good. Mm-hmm. And when this opportunity came along, I recognized it immediately as something to help facilitate what I promised God that I would do. Wow. I promised him that anybody who could learn from what I've gone through, anybody who can uh, overcome and better navigate the very challenging terrain of adversity because of what I've learned. Mm-hmm. If he gave me a platform to do it, I would tell my story. I wouldn't allow shame to be a part of, of my story. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't allow embarrassment or or being secretive, you know, so people just see, you know, that I've come out and not say who did it. So yeah. when this opportunity came, I said, this is an indication that I'm to tell my story in this platform that had been afforded to me. And I need to let people know that there is hope and that if they trust God, that he'll bring them out. And I wanted to let them know how I came out. Amen. Amen. And I just want to say thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much for saying yes to this very special kingdom assignment. Mm -hmm. And it is just such a blessing to uh, for you to be able to tell your story. So, so powerful. Um, These authors are extremely powerful and I'm super honored. I'm humble to have the opportunity to be a vessel to um, to get this assignment out because the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so excited and so grateful to have you all l- come and labor with me on this journey. And so I'll say last but not least, I'm going to bring back my guest from last week, none other than King Come on on uh, up to the stage, King Teasdale. How are you, sir? Let me get you off mute. Let's see here. There we go. How's yes. that? Yes, yes, yes. How are you, sir? Doing well. Thank you. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be here. Praise God. I'm so honored and grateful to uh, have you come and share as well and to share uh, your chapter. So what is the name of your chapter? 
the name of my chapter is Lord, give me a sign. Hush your mouth. <laughs> so share with our audience, what was that traumatic thing? Don't give them too much juice, okay? Just share with them that traumatic thing or those traumatic things that happened to you. Well, I was a paramedic with the city of Baltimore for 20 years. And I was in my 20th year when everything in my personal life started crumbling around me and I couldn't understand what was going on. And I ended up getting a divorce, which just shattered me. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel less than a man. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't understand why I was being forsaken. Not only from the relationship I was in, but I was like, you wanted me to do the right thing, Lord. <laughs> What's wrong? What was that right thing? To get married? Well, the right thing was to be obedient to God. Mm-hmm. But instead of putting God on a pedestal, I had put her on a pedestal. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. So uh, prioritizing, okay? He will shake that thing up if you put somebody in his spot. Yes. Won't he will? Yes, yes. Okay. And tell, share with them the other traumatic thing, experience that you had before you got your divorce. Share with them a little bit about that, about the addictions. After the divorce, the addiction kicked in. Okay. Because, yeah. Because Why did it the- kick in? How did it, how did those seeds, how did those seeds get planted? How did you get there? I had this relationship with this, who I thought was a woman that was respecting me and cherishing me to be abusive to me. And we were recreational users to a certain extent, but then she fell off and started to be more active in dealing with drugs than I could possibly imagine, but I still wanted to be in relationship with her. So I was like, well, let me see if I can keep up with it because if I don't, <laughs> she's going to go out there and try to have somebody else keep up with her. And she had some male friends, which I wasn't supposed to pay attention to until that day she came home smelling like, I ain't even going to say what you said. And I, I didn't, and she had the nerve to tell me it was her feet. What? <laughs> I lost my mind. Ooh, don't do it. Don't do it. But I, I captured myself. I captured oh, myself. God. And I said, I said, just, just get up and go sit under a tree. Okay. And I did. I took some incense, sat under a tree. And I was like, we got to figure this out because this ain't right. What you but said? I ended up recognizing that the accusations that was hitting me so much that I didn't do anything that I thought was wrong in relationship, but I kept getting accused of doing everything. And so I was like, all right, look, 
we had to separate we had to get away from each other and i was like you know what i ain't got nothing to lose what the hell and that's sure enough what came what you say came from every direction and um i decided to just jump in head uh, feet first then started using crack cocaine of all drugs Mm. and man that's a place that's the ready rock world that ain't ready for you and you mm. ain't ready for it what you say but god only had me take that journey for three years to learn and understand that my serving him was protecting me from things i would have never possibly imagined mm. come on now come on so now who wouldn't serve a god like that say it again who, who wouldn't serve a god like that Say it one more time. Serving, who wouldn't serve a God like that and still serving him and going exactly. to continue to serve him until, That's right. until I, well, I'm just going to keep on keeping on. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And you said crack cocaine? Crack cocaine. Praise God. You don't look like what you've been through. And people don't come out of that in no, no three years. Mm, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. And so who wouldn't serve a guy like this? So get the book. I'm not going to say anything else because we going to give away the juice. We ain't giving away no juice. Get the book. April 28th is coming. It's coming. It's coming. So King, come back up here and let the people know. Why did you say yes to this very special kingdom assignment? Well, it, it was odd because... I was sitting and saying to myself, you know, it's time to confess where you came from and what you came through. And all of a sudden you popped up. <laughs> it was like say? out of nowhere. I was like, who is this? I wait a minute. I said, Pamela, Pamela, this name is familiar. I can't. Hmm. And so then I had to talk to the Lord. I said, Lord, look, there's something going on over here. Should I get involved in it? He said, yes. What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> he said yes and so then i was like okay well let's do this ended up finding out that i met you um through a, a challenge that we had because god will position you where you need to be and the Why challenge was the wisdom challenge come on now i come said lord now. have mercy and my come. favorite my favorite um proverbs because that's where we was at Absolutely. Proverbs. Um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. And it directed me to you. Look at God. And all of these great authors. Won't he do it? Won't, Won't he do, do it? it? Who wouldn't serve a God like this? I'm telling you true. <laughs> I'm telling you. Bring everybody back up to the stage. Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's get everybody back on the stage. I'm telling you, I'm just so grateful and so humble and so honored um, that I didn't know not one of these people. I don't know them personally, but I know them personally. And how God orchestrates, he is just unbelievable. He can... He can bring people together like none other from Timbuktu to the UK to the uh, from Maryland to Atlanta to 
Ohio to Australia to Texas to for such a time as this. It's not about you know religion. It's not about religion did not bring us together, but God brought us together. Kingdom assignment brought us together. I'm seven day at Venice. We have Baptists on here. We have Methodists on here. We have Muslim on here. We have, did I miss somebody? Church of God in Christ in here. We have interdenominational. Non-denominational. We have kingdom builders. Metaphysicians. Come on now. Change agent. It's about the kingdom and building the kingdom of God. Yeah. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Only God can do that. Yes. Only God can do that. And so, uh, let me see who else is down here. Make sure we brought everybody back up to the stage. And so I know that uh, Amina is in the UK in Paris, Paris, France. And uh, they're a whole day ahead of us. And so they're, she's in the future. And then we have people, I mean, from all, all walks of life. And I'm just so grateful to be a vessel to be used by God for such a time as this, because this book here is going to change lives all over the world. Nobody could do it. And so if you don't see it, if you don't see and, and feel something happening in the atmosphere, something wrong, it ain't something the Holy Spirit is moving. God is moving. So who wouldn't serve a God like this? And so I just want to thank each and every one of you. This has been such an amazing journey. It's not over yet. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. The book will launch April the 28th, next Thursday. Next Thursday, we are we are in labor right now. We're getting ready to go into the delivery room. Woo! A lot of Long nights, a lot of, I mean, it has been a very, very great journey with some amazing people. I mean, this has been a very, very, um, when I say very great process for somebody who's never written a book before, yours truly. And for this to be how God has just made this whole thing happen and haven't even been a year yet. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? I'm talking about somebody who was in the insurance industry. Five years, top producing, six-figure income to nothing. Flipped upside down. If I only tell you to meeting uh, I'll tell you the story get the book get the book get the book get the book so get your coins ready anybody else want to say anything before we uh, get out of here I'm just grateful I just I want to 
say what a privilege it is to be on a platform with such inspiring people, but even more important than just being inspiring, God-fearing, God-honoring, and kingdom-minded individuals. And I know that this book is going to bless many across the waters here in the States. I think there's no bounds to what God is doing in our individual lives, but also collectively. Because what does the word say? One can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 10, to flight. Yes. So how and many thousand? 16. <laughs> That's right. Hello. That's right. <laughs> so the reach is beyond what we could ever imagine. And so I want to thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? I want to say thank you all. I'm honored. It's a privilege. Again, even though I was asked and I chose to be a part of this, we were chosen. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Amen. So I just want to say thank you all and get the book to transform your life. Amen. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? Amen. 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 Anybody else? Anybody else? All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I pray that you were blessed. I know that you were. And uh, we are coming up on two hours. So we're going to split this thing. We're going to split it up. And next week, we will have the featured authors, the featured authors um and maybe a couple of other um of the um uh contributing authors who did not uh who did not make it on tonight uh for whatever reason i just thank you all for uh for such a short notice of making it happen the holy spirit said highlight the authors the book is coming highlight the authors mm-hmm. have a special show i'm like okay <laughs> so here, here we are. Here we are. And I'm just so grateful. So grateful. So next week, we are going to have the featured authors. And prayerfully, I can get Trevor Otts on. Trevor Otts is the founder and CEO of Black CEO. He, oh my goodness. And oh, y'all don't even know. Oh, yeah. Trevor. Yeah, he's amazing. One? He is. Trevor Otz was the one who prophesied in my life about all of this before I even knew. I was in the wilderness, didn't know what was going on, where I was going. He said, oh, I know exactly where you're going. You're going to turn the show into an anthology. I'm like, what? Okay, <laughs> if you say so. I'm like, what is an anthology? He said, it's a collaboration. I said, oh, Okay. I've heard about those. And look at you now. The Lord said, move in the middle of December. Move. I was like, but I don't, I've never written, but I put everybody in your path. Move now. I was like, okay. It's go time. Then I start moving in that direction. And I'll tell you the rest next week. (laughs) (laughs) You got to get the book. (laughs) 
We not gonna give all the juice. Come on, don't give it all. I see y'all like this. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? what happened? Yes. yes. So that's how uh Trevor came into the picture because he was the one who prophesied that this that this would happen. Hmm. And so now that it's coming to fruition, who else better to write the foreword? Okay. So I reached out to him. He said, yes, I will. I haven't heard from Les Brown yet because he was a very intricate part of me uh, doing the show because his show, I mean, his story was the inspiration behind starting the show. And if I hadn't been in power voice at the time and hearing that and and um having that conversation with the holy spirit and 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 sharing you know when hearing his story i was like lord we have to listen at this i said lord we have to highlight how you operate through the traumatic things that happen in our life and we got to share with people that when we go through the traumatic things in our life that you're working in that thing. And now nobody could have written Les Brown's life the way that they did, the way his life happened to now his mother and his grandmother, a motivational speaker. He never knew where he got his voice from. And the first words out of my mouth was, who wouldn't serve a God like this? We've got to highlight it. And then everything just started start going into action. I was like, I didn't know what was going on. And now here we are. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't serve a God like this? You've got to, we've got to learn to be obedient and yeah. walk by faith and not by sight because I didn't know anything about uh, speaking and, and uh, coaching and um, writing a book and then, uh, coaching people through an anthology. I've never done that before, but look at God. And I've, you know, talked to, you know, people and um, pastors that who knew me before, they were like, you've been doing it all along. You've been doing it all your life. And I was like, what? And I look back five years ago, I was just interviewing my mother's, siblings for our family reunion. I was just interviewing them. And the Holy Spirit said, it's part of the process. Last week, he just said, all things work together. Yes. All things work together. All things are just like a puzzle, piece to your puzzle, everything in your life. So it's not just happening. It all works together. And now I can see, you know, now I can see what God was doing and piecing all the pieces together and understand now. But when I was going through it, I didn't understand. So it's just it's just a blessing. That's all I have to say. It's just a blessing. And I'm grateful. I'm so grateful that you all, I can't say it enough that I'm grateful. And I'm telling y'all got to come on the kingdom side because the, the people, on the kingdom side, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. 
not a murmur, not anything that I need, anything. I mean, just smooth as butter. And I'm just, I'm just humble and amazed. But I just want you all to join us in the morning, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we read the entire Bible in 365 days. Okay. So if you haven't joined us, come along and join us. I might be late sometime because these days I am not sleeping a whole lot. <laughs> it's all about being committed. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about being committed to That's the process. Right. And rain, sleet, or snow, late and all, Satan will always uh, be trying to throw you off course. But mm -hmm. you have to stay committed to the process. And it's all about the process. Okay. So with that being said, look forward to seeing you back here bright and early in the morning. And we look forward to seeing you back here uh, next week as we will have part two of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This, the special author showcase, all right, of the book. Yeah. And then the book will launch. That will be the 27th. And then the book will launch on the 28th. So just be looking out, be looking out. Okay, for all the graphics and stuff that will be showcased. I mean, it's, I'm just, my mind is blown. Okay, my mind is blown. And so on Fridays, our show is uh, broadcast on the Daily Gospel Network, where God has expanded our territory into uh, households of over 50 million people. So if you have Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, then Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This is aired each and every Friday at 7.30 Central Standard Time, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. So if you have those platforms of uh, join us, join that broadcast, all right? Make sure you tune in to that broadcast, all right? And with that said, it's been nice. It's been real nice. It's been a plum pleasing pleasure to be able to serve <laughs> you tonight. <laughs> and with that being said, thank you all for joining us. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love you all. And we will see you next time. Have a blessed Bye. night. Bye-bye.